Welcome back to the Georgia 2024 show. Uh, I'm Bill Quinn. L. Todd Wood is on assignment uh, today. I am lucky enough to be joined by a very special guest host, Mallory Staples with the Georgia Freedom Caucus. Mallory, thank you for being here. Thank you for letting me come on. I'm so thrilled. <laughs> we are delighted to have you with us. This will be the first, I hope, of many times for you to come on and, and help us uh, help us with the show. So we have a we have a big lineup tonight. But before we get to that, I wanted to uh, ask a favor of folks. We are bringing the news hard and fast every day. We are investing everything that we can and bringing people on and trying to bring the news completely, truthfully, and broadly to everyone that's watching. So we'd ask for your help in doing that. If you simply go to the Georgia Record, georgiarecord.com, you'll be able to invest in our no-ad subscriptions. Uh, it's simply $10 a month, and you get access without ads to the entire suite of digital properties, newspapers, if you will, from CDM all across the U.S. and internationally. So by doing this, you're helping us keep the investment going so that we can make sure all the information you need to make 2024 successful, we can bring to you. So please consider doing that, and uh, we appreciate the help. Also, uh, let's let's have a word from our sponsor here on Frank Speech, Mr. Lindell and his team. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from my pillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know you can get our six-piece My Towels, regular $69.98, now only $29.98. Or you can save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Also, we have bath sheets, bath towels, washcloths, hand towels, and so much more. And the best part, with your promo code, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all my towels. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. So as I said, we've got a packed show to, uh, today. Um, Mallory and I are going to talk about something amazing that happened here in Georgia and that I believe uh, can be utilized, the same ideas can be utilized in other states across the country to produce similar results. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to welcome Dan Schultz with the Precinct Project. He'll tell us about that and tell folks how they can become involved there. We'll hear from Stacy Ridings and Byron Stewart with the Restoring American Liberty Forum. And we'll also hear uh, from Simona Papadopoulos. Uh, Todd uh, Wood was able to sit down with her in the last couple of days and get her views and uh, background information on the Ukraine and some things that very few people know. So that'll be fascinating. So Mallory, you are, uh, you are the uh, state director for the Georgia Freedom Caucus. I think that keeps you pretty busy most days. Uh, and this week you, you had some amazing things that happened because of your work. So I'm not going to steal the thunder. Why don't you tell us about HB 206 and what happened? Yeah, well, it was pretty glorious. Uh, a lot of days it's just hard work. And then some days you win 
And um, we definitely won. We did not know we were going to win when the day started. Um, this bill had been put on the calendar very shortly uh, before session started. We found out about it like the night before and we're really discouraged. It's called the Green New Deal bill. And basically it's the bad, the bad guys don't call it the Green New Deal bill. Though, no, do they, they? Don't. they don't. <laughs> but it's using public funds for private expenditures to retrofit to these new green requirements. Um, it's anti-capitalist. It's just terrible. I mean, again, you scratch your head that this bill is being carried by a Republican, uh, Senator Ginn. So we found out about it and thought, okay, we're going to, we're going to put up some um, resistance. And I began to send messages out personally to conservative, you know, uh, independent media, such as yourself, to our stakeholders around the state um, that I've gotten to meet and network with over the past, you know, year and a half as the director here for the Freedom Caucus Network, building relationships, um, folks that just champion the Freedom Caucus and what we do. I basically sent out a message that just said, help, hey, we need you to call your senators and um, vote no. And everybody had one senator to call. It was a very simple call to action. We laid out our position on the bill. Um, sadly, it had passed the House. But um, again, we were surprised it was seeing the floor of the Senate. But we chose to give it our best effort. And I let people know I needed them to do something immediately. I literally said, you know, stop what you're doing and just make this one phone call. The, the speed that this all happened is one of the things that struck me. Um, I think uh, you and I spoke uh, sometime between 9 and 10, if I recall correctly, some, sometime between then. And literally within uh, minutes, you were starting to see things pop up on other communication boards. Um, I think something showed up on Twitter. The signal groups with yeah. signal has turned out to be a very valuable tool for many of the both election integrity, but also uh, advocacy groups around Georgia. And uh, it, it really got reaction very quickly. I, uh, what what were some of the just so for, for the folks that don't get to see your normal communications. What were the me mechanisms that you used to go out? Excuse um, me one second. Yes. Um, so basically I was personally texting people like mm -hmm. you. Um, then I was sending it to our GOP heads, you know, heads of mountain Patriots groups, just all across the state, mm -hmm. anyone and everyone that I knew and said, you know, please tap your, share this, tap your network and share this with everyone that, you know, we need, this is an emergency. Literally it was, it was a nine one one grassroots nine one one. And I shortly thereafter had a text come through from Colton that said, keep it up. It's working. And <laughs> what we were witnessing from the gallery, as we looked down into the Senate chamber and certainly what Colton was seeing there himself was the senators grabbing their phones going, whoa, what is this? Whoa, because they were getting messages from, oh, sorry, they were getting messages from their citizens and their constituents, but they were also getting messages from leaders in their districts, um, folks that, that are in charge of large distribution lists and things like that, and that really so, have influence. So like county commissions, those kind of people, yes, GOP chairs? Yes. That's right. GOP heads and things like that. And you could see when you looked on the floor, you could see them like scrolling through their phones like, whoa, what is going on? And um, the lieutenant governor was like, what is happening? And the gentleman who was carrying the bill was 
you know, trying to whip the votes and people were saying, oh, I don't know. I'm this is getting a lot of resistance from the far right. Those, you know, MAGA conservatives um, that uh, do not like that love capitalism and do not like socialism, um, which is the government getting involved in in production and in private business. It was really the day started. We were so low just frustrated that we continue to have to every battle that the Freedom Caucus has fought legislatively this session has been against the Republicans. We have yet to go up against a Democrat because the Republicans are carrying in in principle Democrat bills. And that's and so it just after a while, you're so frustrated that, that this is what you're having to do. And then we felt the energy the, the pressure mounting. I mean, we were getting so, so excited and um, there, it just, we were successful. I mean, the people responded, you know, we call ourselves the people's lobby mm-hmm. um, and nothing could be more true because we just asked the people to make one phone call and they did. And it is our understanding that bill did not get a vote that day. We are assured by those who would know that the bill's dead. And then interestingly, yesterday, we wanted everybody to have to go on record, right? So Colton made a motion to have this bill moved to interstate cooperation, which is his committee, which means mm-hmm. it would never, ever be heard from again. And, and and for the and for the audience, Colton is Senator Colton Moore. Yes, Senator yeah. Colton Moore. He's the yeah. vice chairman of the Georgia Freedom Caucus. And he made that motion and gave it. So they had to vote on it. And I'd like to give really a a large thank you to Senator Matt Brass and Senator Greg Dolezal, who voted alongside Colton and one Democrat, Senator James, one Democrat uh, to move that to his committee. And it really put them all on record, um, whether they were going to support, you know, getting rid of the the green uh, bill or bringing it back. So thank you to Matt Brass, who you may remember um, here in Georgia, Senator Colton Moore called for a special session to investigate our rogue DA, Fonnie Willis, who is mm-hmm. taking, you know, 19 innocent people prisoner, including President Trump, um, stuck in her lawfare games. And uh, Colton stepped forward and the, the Republican caucus did not appreciate him doing that. And they kicked him out. And of the members of leadership, Matt Brass was the only person who voted to keep Colton in the Republican caucus. So we like what we're seeing from Senator Brass on that. And certainly Senator Greg Dolezal. Oh, that's great. Uh-huh. So I wanted to spend a few minutes and kind of talk through what, what at least I and some others that I've compared notes with were able to observe when this, this process started. Um, as you said, you know, you and the Freedom Caucus team went out and informed folks. As I recall, uh, you had a, a version of your Substack out rather quickly, saying, yes. "Oh, we need help. We need help," um, and a call to action there. Uh, what ended up happening was people got uh, notified of this through a number of different means. But what essentially it's kind of like a, you know, sending out uh, smoke signals, if you will, to the teams uh, around the state. And we saw then the teams all light up and they began doing things like trading information. If they didn't know, for example, how to find their senator, they would ask. And Mm -hmm. folks on their um, text groups, signal chats, um, email threads and others 
would say, oh, use this, use this link and you can go find out who you should be sending your notes to. And in the meantime, send them to the sponsors of the bill, at least, so you can communicate, hey, we really don't want this. Thank you very much for bringing it forward, but please make it go away. Mm-hmm. And so there were there were literally hundreds of people involved. The key data was one, um, what what you shared included the bill, how to identify it, HB 206. Some things about it, including the, um, we'll call it the acronym for the time being, Green New Deal Bill, which... From what I understand, the uh, both the sponsors of the bill and and potential advocates of the bill really didn't like that name on it. No, <laughs> they they were unhappy with it. As a matter of fact, I had people. I mean, I thought my phone my phone started just freezing up. It was there was so much activity on my phone yeah. because the grassroots would respond back and say, "Well, my senator said it's not using public funds," and and what I had sent out was what we call our position. Our mm-hmm. legislative director, Blake Bassham, reads every bill and creates a position as a yay or a nay or a neutral mm-hmm. for every bill based on the pillars that the Freedom Caucus stands for when it comes to legislation. So I had sent our position out. And so it literally had line number of on these lines. It's calling for, you know, grants, public funds and grant. like we cited it because it was interesting. The senators were responding to their constituents saying, that's not true. That's not true. And even Senator Ginn sent to one of his constituents, um, you know, please, this is not correct. I'd like to know who's misinforming the public. And I sent texted back and said, you can tell him the Georgia Freedom Caucus is informing the public. And that that's really what it came down to is just getting the right information. I was telling people how to respond, you know, to their senators and what they were saying and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, so it was just great. It was absolute grassroots glory. It, it really worked. It absolutely worked. Yep. So the, uh, uh, you know, the, the data necessary to make this whole process work in some people, uh, some people's hands, they already, they already possessed it. So they knew how to get to their Senator or, or house member or whoever. But um, that turned out to be one of the critical things in terms of speed, because the, in Georgia, we have a um, couple hundred, I think, uh, or over 100 uh, House members, and we've got uh, 50 or 60 some odd senators, a lot of people to try to track down. But when you have it available, when this crops up, it was one yes. of the tools that allowed people to respond quickly. Um, the other thing was giving them direction as to here's the things to you know, to, to be questioning. And uh, I, I happen to know that uh, there's already another Substack that's been published that tell, talks more about the substance of the bill. Yeah. Um, and so that's specific to HB 206. But this process can work both for, you know, a bill that's concerning and should be stopped, could also work for a bill that's positive and needs to be pushed forward. Though, that's right. It? That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. Because again, you know, you've mentioned it a couple of times, the speed, you know, normally we like to tackle bills, champion them or kill them in the committee process. And sometimes we're not successful. So the calendar is produced like the day before, and we don't always have a lot of time if, if a bill hasn't been successfully stopped and it's going to come to a vote because committee is really when you want, if, if a bill needs to die, a, a bill like this, it's socialism. You want it to die in committee. You really don't want it to get to the floor at all. 
And then, of course, bills that you do want to get moved through committee and comes before you want to get behind. You don't have a lot of time with the way the calendars are published. Yep. You don't have a lot of time. It can be like, oh, and then they have a um, like an amended calendar. And sometimes they'll throw things in there that weren't even on the original calendar. And of course, Blake is watching that in real time constantly and alerting me. And then my job is to communicate to the grassroots what's going on. And like you said, through Substack, Signal, text, Facebook, Instagram, Meta, email, you know, yeah. all, we pull all the levers. Pull I, wanted, all the levers. I wanted to take just a minute. Uh, Colton, Senator Colton Moore at the, uh, at the end of the day actually recorded a message to feedback yeah. to people just how successful uh, the day had been. I'd like to take a moment and play that if we could. Please. Hello Patriots, it's Senator Colton Moore here. I just want to give a big thank you and my warmest appreciation for your effort today in helping stop House Bill 206. Now technically, it's still on the floor. We've never made a motion to table it yet, but senators from across the chamber were receiving your text messages and it was so funny how quick the opinions changed of Senate Bill 206 based off your assessment. You see, they're making the talking points that this is only about private money, but the legislation mentions, I don't know, a gazillion times grant money. It sets up a fund for our public revenue, our taxpayer dollars to go and be used as grant money for things that it looks like they just copied and pasted right out of a California piece of legislation, like spending taxpayer money to address seismic activity. So does that mean if I've got 24 inch centers on my house and I want 16 inch centers, I can apply for a grant by the government? That's ridiculous. One part in this bill even says that these grants shall not be published or posted anywhere. They can be completely confidential. So they're gonna use our taxpayer money and do things with it in the dark? Are you kidding me? That's absolutely ridiculous. You know, this is a piece of socialism. We know that socialism is when we use government to control the means of production and that's exactly what this piece of legislation does that's why we call it the green new deal i tell you what anyone who votes green on this piece of legislation well they're supporting the socialist green new deal and anyone who votes red they're recognizing it for what it is a step towards communism thanks you know i'm sure glad we have colton uh, colton uh. moore in that senate you know um I'm not sure everybody in the Senate is happy he's there, but we are. Oh yeah, no, they're they're not. I mean, he um he took that they were down for committees today. We didn't have session, and they were going after him today for what we yeah. did. But he just is ready to take. He just takes it. He just takes it, and he doesn't care because he's gonna vote principles, which you heard him outline in that video so concisely. I mean, it's yeah. just it's not complicated. It's really well, not. Yeah. You, I think you mentioned a quote to me. I, I will I will probably leave off the name of the person who uttered it, but uh, a quote that happened while the calls and texts were coming in that I, I thought folks would enjoy hearing uh, as a capper to this discussion. Yeah. One of the senators who had previously given the thumbs up they'd be voting in favor of this bill was looking at their phone going, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they were trying to whip the votes. And the senator said, I'm sorry, I was a yes, but I can't do it now. I'm going to have to be a no because I'm getting blown up by all these MAGA conservatives, far right people in my district. <laughs> and so they were like, I'm going to have to bail, uh, going to have to bail. So it, yeah, 
It was awesome. So as we go forward, I'm sure you're going to have more stories like this and other instances. Um, but uh, I think folks may pay attention now more, more carefully, especially when they say, oh, well, that's not really what this bill says. And yet you can come back and say, well, here's where it says it. One, two, three, four, five, six, ten times perhaps. So um, well done. Uh, gosh, <clears throat> kudos to the entire uh, Georgia Freedom Caucus team. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, to more stories as we go through. Mm, so let's uh, let's hear. Let's take a break for just a moment. We're going to hear from David Cross. We're going to come back and welcome our next guest. This is a special report. Knowing how to invest your money is harder than ever before. Dealing with stock market volatility, record debt, and terrorist attacks requires new thinking. At U.S. Asset Management, we can help you see the world more clearly so that you can move beyond the chaos and invest with confidence. Call us, visit us online, or drop by our office. U.S. Asset Management, helping you make better decisions with your money. All right. Um, we are delighted to welcome Dan Schultz. Dan, thank you for making time. We appreciate yeah, it, welcome. my friend. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So uh, for background, Dan is a uh, West Point grad. You're an attorney, uh, and you are one of the key leaders of the Precinct Project. And uh, given what uh, what we covered in the last little bit with Mallory and some of the progress they were able to make, I suspect that some of the things you're working on may, may um, provide similar fruit. So we wanted to hear more about what you're involved with and, and the um, results that you expect and hope to achieve with it. Um, well, I don't want to like uh, throw water, uh, what you know, deluge you with with bad news and throw water out, you know, like a wet blanket on everything. But frankly, I'm not very optimistic. Um, we're not organized sufficiently. We're not united sufficiently locally where we live, and that's the precinct strategy essentially. So, for example, here in Arizona where I live. Yes, we track the bills and everything, but why haven't why hasn't the state legislature passed a bill getting rid of the machines? The reason that they haven't done it is over half of our precinct committee slots in Maricopa County or Phoenix is where I live, mm -hmm. where sixty two percent of Republicans live, still are vacant. Where are all the conservatives? There's eight hundred and fifty three thousand Republicans in Mar in just in Maricopa County. And we are unable to fill 4,000 vacant precinct committee slots. That's four-tenths of 1% of all the Republicans that are, we need to come into the party. But where are the conservatives? I don't know where they are, but I know where they're not. And because they haven't filled up these vacant volunteer positions, the state legislators, we have a Republican majority, and we did after 2020 and before 2020 in the in the our. Arizona House and our Arizona Senate. What They had a bill, a perfect bill, HB 2289, to go back to one-day elections, small precincts, uh, hand-counted paper ballots. Uh, uh, you had to show voter ID in order to vote. Vote by mail was going to be curtailed only for military and confirmed invalids. That's the way, every, that's the way it worked everywhere in this country years ago. And that's the way it works in, like, Europe and most other you know, civilized countries when they have hand elections. They do it by hand counting, one day election, et cetera. Yep. Why haven't they passed that bill? I'll tell you why. They're not afraid of 
the voters throwing them out in their next primary. That's why. The turnout in primaries, Republican primaries, is like 20%. I looked it up. James Langford in Oklahoma is mm -hmm. closed Republican primary. 31.5% of people voted Republicans. That's it. Mitch McConnell in 2022, in 2020. Langford was in 2022, midterm election. Well, it was more than 20%, the average. It was 31.5%. But think of that. 70% of Republicans had something better to do than vote in that primary. And there was an America First candidate challenging him. Mitch McConnell in 2020, when he got reelected in the primary, he got 82.8% of the Republican vote. But the turnout was 31.1%. Again, 70% of Republicans, if they had voted, could have retired Mitch McConnell in 2020. But hmm. they didn't. The, the key, the, yeah, the key, yeah. the key metric that we need and the gauge that I use for moving forward, whether we're going to save the republic, is the percentage of precinct committeeman slots of the Republican Party that are being filled by America Firsters. And I have graphics at my website, precinctstrategy.com, and in my book, which you can get by precinctstrategy.com, that explain that. We have had 74 million people vote for Donald Trump. 200,000 of those people are what is needed to bring our party from half strength, which what it is now. There's 200,000 of these Republican Party precinct committee slots that are filled. Half are filled by moderates, half are filled by America Firsters. But there's 200,000 vacancies. 200,000 of 74 million is less than three-tenths of 1% of that 74 million. But why haven't they been filled? Now, Donald Trump endorsed my precinct strategy. It's on, his endorsement is at my website on the main page, mm -hmm. but he's not recruiting people at his rallies. I haven't gotten a mailer from him or an email saying, hey, there's all these vacancies in the pre in the Republican party. Why don't you fill up a vacant precinct committee? And you'll never get an email or a letter from an incumbent re Republican or from the RNC or the NRSC or the NRCC, you're, you're never going to get that. They don't want you to cut, get into the party because then we can change the RNC. So the precinct strategy is designed to change the Republican Party from within by just invading it hmm. in these volunteer positions. Georgia, uh, over half of the, I know over half of the slots in Georgia are vacant. You want to so, be more effective in, in each state? fill up all the vacant precinct committee slots. Then so, they might start fearing us. So if the, if for the folks that are sitting out there saying, well, you know, gosh, I, if I'd known this, I would have gotten involved. Let's walk through the steps that they need to do. What do they need to do first? And then first, what is the, the progression first, to get involved? Well, who do they call? Where do they go? What do they look up? Well, the first thing that they have to do, and it's explained at my website at precinctstrategy.com, the first step is that you got to find your local committee whatever that is. Some states have county committees. Some states have town committees. Mm -hmm. Some state have, uh, like we have legislative district committees and county committees here in Arizona. So you've got to find your local committee. So I have step-by-step -step directions on how to use the internet to find your local committee. Some state parties have a directory of all the county committees and the local committees, but many don't. So I, I, I give you search terms that you can use to find your local committee. So let's say that you're in Georgia and let's say that Georgia doesn't have on their website. I can't remember if they do or not. But let's say that you lived in Georgia. Mm -hmm. You put the word Georgia 
Republican Party Committee, and then the name of your county. So let's say you're in uh, Fulton County. Yep. And then the word committee. So it'd be Georgia Republican Party Committee, Fulton County, and do that search. And I know that you're going to find the the website of the Fulton County Republican Committee. Now, I don't remember whether that Fulton County Committee now has step-by-step directions on how to come to their meeting and why and how to become a precinct committeeman. But some like my my county committee, Maricopa County in, in Arizona, we have step-by-step instructions on what you need to do to get elected. But the main thing is go to the meeting, raise your hand and say, hey, I'm new. And I want to know how do I become a voting member of this committee? I'm a good Republican. I want to elect more Republicans. Don't go in wearing your Trump stuff because they might it might be rhinos running the committee and then they won't they don't want you and they'll try to get rid of you. I've been in some Florida counties. I know I've been told they've done that. They've gone to the meeting. They're wearing their Trump stuff. And the, and the powers that be, the, the officers have said, look, we're not, we're not going to appoint you to a vacancy because you're a Trump person. We're not Trump people. So you got to be smart. Just say, I'm a good Republican. I always vote Republican. I want to help this committee elect more Republicans. How can they turn you away? And the, the good news is there's always an opportunity opportunity to get elected to this volunteer position in every state. It's either at a private caucus meeting. Some states mm-hmm. have caucus caucus like Georgia. You have precinct level caucus meetings, then right. a county meeting, and then a district meeting, and then you got your state meeting. And you've really got to do it now moving forward. So like in my book, when I wrote it in 2017, it was to, you know, how to get how to get in a real ball game of politics, where you live to help President Donald J. Trump make America great again. It was directed at Trump. Donald Trump, please fill up all the vacant precinct committee slots of the Republican Party. So the Republican Party is your party, which it is was not and still isn't. The RNC sabotaged Trump in 2015 and 2016. I saw it with my own eyes here in Arizona. I've got anecdotal evidence all around the country. The Trump victory and joint RNC Trump campaign effort here in Arizona. You know what they were doing? They were, oh, yeah, let's go out and door knock. And let's. And I'd ask him, well, what what doors are you going to be knocking on? Oh, we're going to be knocking on the high propensity voters. I go, well, aren't those the voters who are going to vote anyways? Uh, Well, yeah. I go, why are you doing that? Why don't you do the reverse and knock on the doors of the Republicans who need that extra little nudge because historically they don't vote in the or, or maybe independents that have voted Republican a yeah, time or two. Right. Right. Exactly. But they weren't doing that. They were doing just the opposite on purpose, wasting all the money and all the, you know, uh, sweat equity of the volunteers to not help Donald Trump. And the way to change that is to get into the party so that we're running the party. Like I said, I said on Bannon's War Room a long time ago, don't just be a donor to the party, which is what they want. They just want mm-hmm. you to, like, they'll, they'll tell you, we're the experts. It's, it's at GOP.com right now on the website. We're going to hire all these. Uh, it's a Republican Liberty Initiative or something like that, they, they're calling it. And we're going to hire all these field organizers and operators. Just send us money. Well, that's what precinct committeemen do. See, they don't want more precinct committeemen. My site has 
why to become a precinct committeeman, how to find your local committee, and then a communications and collaboration platform that my friend Robert Beatles built for us so that we can communicate with one another. The RNC doesn't yeah. have any of that. They what don't is want I was going to say what is interesting, too, that we're having this conversation uh, now is that in many states, Georgia included, they're coming up to those uh, county or uh, caucuses that you had mentioned where that's the first time that folks may have the opportunity to ascend into either what's called a delegate or into a precinct chairman position or something else. Right. And so right. It's, it's particularly critical because once those doors begin to shut, uh, at least here in Georgia, once you've gotten past, for example, a county caucus, um, it, it becomes increasingly difficult. You might be able to get into an alternative delegate slot or you might be a vice right. chairman of a precinct, but it begins to get tougher and tougher to become involved. So, yeah, timing, so is, timing is critical, right? Yeah, exactly. And I learned all of this in seventh grade in basic American civics, part of social studies back in Wisconsin in 1968 and 1969, which tells you how ancient I am. Okay. No, that, that means we, you're experienced, Dan. Yes, we were <laughs> we were we were taught all this, but see, they don't teach this anymore in school. Yeah. And when when the Tea Party thing happened in 2009, after Obama got elected, I would go to the Tea Party rallies with signs, you know, hey, if you really want to do something, become a PC, a precinct committee. Ask ask me why. And then I had a, a little flyer that I handed them, and I'd always ask them, "Have you ever thought about becoming a precinct committeeman?" 99% of the time, I'd get this as a, the response. What's a precinct committee? Mm -hmm. That's why I have this PC button on. And the reason it's upside down, and the one on my hat is upside down, is, you know, the distress signal of the United States is flying the flag upside down. So right. I'm wearing my precinct, the precinct committeeman buttons upside down now until we make significant progress in filling the vacant slots. And we haven't. There are some, there are some good news coming in to me uh like this morning a friend of mine in california contacted me and he said i've become a member of the california republican assembly i'm running for central committee uh in in my county we have a we have a candidate for every central committee this is in santa clara county up in san jose in silicon mm -hmm. valley so we do have some success stories all around the country but that's those are few and far between in most places we're not making any progress and i say this at the end of every one of my podcasts and talks and i might as well say it here listen i can't guarantee you if we fill up all the vacant precinct convenience slots of the republican party and take it over that we're going to save the republic but i can guarantee the flip side of that because yeah. i studied communism that was my job when i was in the army i was an intel officer well, I think you hit the We're, nail on the we head. We are going to lose the republic if we don't take over the Republican Party. Yeah, Dan, I think you hit the nail on the head when you mentioned your education in Wisconsin. And so what's happened is we're not teaching generations of Americans what they need to know to oversee their governance. And right. at the same time, we're indoctrinating our kids into being activists, which the Democrats just gobble up when they come out of our educational institutions. They're already right. predisposed to that mindset of socialism and they champion things that should be defeated and they want to defeat things that should be championed. It's just a, you know, it's a complete uh, perversion of our education system. And then I think if you couple that with the fact that 
it's a rather complex as a new recently, I mean, last two or three years new to um, politics and the party and all that. I'm a, a total grassroots person. So I'm learning as I go. It's a little complicated. You know, there's lots of levels and all kinds of things happening. It, it, you have to really get educated on it to begin with. Yes. And then you have most Republicans want to be, they're very independent by nature. They want to be left alone. They want to work hard. They want to raise their families. They don't want the government in their lives any more than they want to be in the government. And yeah. so it's kind of like a perfect storm that's been created um, that we're finding our nation in and, right now. And it's absolutely going to take people being will willing. And this is a big lift of, of my job and what I do. So I'm super empathetic to what you're saying is not just educating. That's a big lift anyway, just educating the citizenry of what's going on, but then inspiring them to get involved. And yep. I agree with you. If we do not see an incredible amount, and I think we have, and I hope it's enough and it continues in the time that we've got left, but we need to see massive involvement from everyday citizens in how we are governed. Like they're going to have to get involved, even if the system isn't perfect, even if it's, broken, a little bit complicated, not super intuitive, you know, either way, they're going to have to jump in. Yeah. Uh, to but it's got to be, it, it, from my mindset, it's got to be more specific than get involved. Like there's a guy that you all know who goes around the country and registers Republican voters. God bless him. But I saw him one time on stage, like saying, just do something. That's not a strategy. That's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. We're all running off in all these different directions. And I have a graphic at my website at precinctstrategy.com where I show all these interest groups. And then I have arrows pointing down from all of them. We need to unite somewhere. Now, listen, yeah. we need to unite hmm, politically, right? We need to unite politically. Hmm. And we need to unite in a political organization. I'll take all of these America first issues and unite somewhere. What kind of an organization do you think we ought to unite in to make political progress? Hmm. Maybe a political party? And see, we're not united in the Republican Party. Over half of, we, we don't even have, right now we only have 100,000 conservatives in the precinct committeeman ranks of our party. But we could have 300,000 with a line out the door yeah. at every monthly meeting instead. But we're see we're not focusing on where to and how to unite. That's what I do. I yep. tell people exactly what to do. Find your local Republican committee. That's where you need to get involved. If you want to elect better school board members, become a precinct committeeman. If you want to elect better people to the state legislature which we desperately need because only the st state legislators can change the election laws. That's down at the state level, only the state legislators. So if you want to elect better state legislators, we become a precinct committee, help get out the vote for challengers to these do nothing state legislators. Same yeah. thing with the U S house and the U S Senate. We've got to do better than get on average 20% of Republicans to the polls in the primary. And if we don't do that, we're going to lose the Republic. It's that no, simple. We, we got about 30 seconds left, Dan. Tell folks again where they go to your site to get this information and 
and begin figuring out how to take take action, please. Go to precinctstrategy.com and start reading on the main page. Everything is there that you need to know. Save the Republic. Precinctstrategy.com. We're going to see you plenty of times through the cycle. Thank you for being here, sir. You bet. Thanks a lot for having me. Oh, that's great. That it, it challenging times, obviously, and uh, I, I I trust and hope that we'll get uh, we and others will get enough people moving in the right direction that will. Uh, Hopefully, when we talk to Dan next, we'll be uh, we'll be hearing about success and, and progress. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's hear one more word from our friends at My Pillow. To celebrate the new year, we're having the biggest sale ever on overstock clearance and brand new products. For example, save 60% on our Goose Down comforters, the best comforters ever. They go perfectly with our MyPillow bed sheets and duvet covers. Save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels. They're made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Our initial quantities are extremely low, so get them now before they go. Our seasonal flannel sheets are finally in. You save up to 50% and they sell out fast every year, so order now. They're truly the best flannel sheets you'll ever sleep on. Or save up to 80% on all our clearance items. And this is where it gets even better. For a limited time, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. What a great deal. The best products around and a discount. Can't beat it. Um, we were lucky enough to touch base with some folks that are part of a new organization that's emerging uh, in Georgia, Restoring American Liberty Forum. And uh, we're going to hear from Stacy Ridings and Byron Stewart, the chairman and uh, vice chairman of that organization. This was uh, something we put together and we we're able to get them on tape uh, earlier. We are delighted to welcome Stacy Ridings and Byron Stewart with Restoring American Liberty Forum. So thank you for joining today. Thank you for having us, Bill. Thanks, Bill. We're glad to be here. You're great. Um, So tell tell us a little bit. This is a relatively new organization, I I understand. Tell us a little bit about how it came about. Well, Byron and I um, have spent the last four years working very hard having a lot of fun, but working very hard at building one of the largest women's organizations in the state. And um, it focused primarily on women. And so now we're off to a new adventure. Uh, We will do the same. We will build one of the largest organizations, except this time our organization is focused on all people. Anyone um, can come and be a part of our organization and uh, men, women, uh, nationality that uh, has no no boundaries. So um, excited about that. Well, it sounds much. exciting. So you mentioned in the state. So we're talking in this case of the state state of Georgia. And right. um, I recall that in the past you've been able to attract uh, some very fascinating folks to come and uh, and speak and be with with your groups in the past years. So it, uh, tell us a little bit about what you foresee your focus to be uh, now and through the rest of 2024, if you can. You want to do that one? Yeah. So uh, basically we want to look for, uh, you know, we've in the past looked at more local politics, but uh, now we want to look more toward national politics, uh, statewide politics. 
So uh, we're going to bring in a lot of interesting people. Uh, in fact, our inaugural uh, meeting is going to be, and, you know, some people call them meetings. We like to call them events. Mm -hmm. uh, but our next event is actually going to be uh, this month, later this month on February 27th at the Polo Fields Col uh, Golf and Country Club. Uh, we are going to have none other than uh, Marjorie Taylor Green is going to be our uh, very special guest uh, at that meeting. But we've got a whole uh, list of interesting folks that are going to come out and, uh, and join us and join uh, MTG. Uh, going to get an opportunity to uh, have a personally signed book from her. So, um, you know, there's going to be a book signing, but uh, we're going to have um, Alveda King, uh, is going to come out and, uh, and and be with us as well as long as as well as uh, Bruce Lavelle, Senator Steve Gooch, uh, Greg Dolzaw, Brandon Beach, uh, Billy Kirkland, who is one of uh, Trump's major advisors. So um, Mallory Staples is also going to join us. She's the director of the Freedom Caucus down at the Capitol, mm -hmm. and uh, Sue Gosh, uh, American Hindu. Yeah, let yeah. me let me tell you about this side of, of what we're doing. So we're very pleased to actually bring this event to everyone um, in collaboration with the American Hindu Association. This lady, uh, uh, Miss Sue Gosh, she is the director in Washington D.C. She's legal counsel and the a founder actually of the American Hindu um, Association, excuse me, coalition. And our local director, um, Dr. Shoba, who's a cardiologist here in Atlanta, she is the Georgia director and she'll be joining us as well. So we're super proud to bring Marjorie Taylor Greene and some superstars as well as doing what we really wanna do, which is build bridges with other individuals, other groups uh, in, our, in our state in our country. I can tell you that the um, uh, the lady coming, excuse me, Sue Gosh from Washington, D.C., she was actually on uh, President Trump's campaign in Maryland in 2020, 2016, and she just now has been reappointed to the campaign, and she resides in D.C., so she'll be flying in with more of her board. Super happy to have Mallory Staples, who's the director of the Georgia Freedom Caucus, which we take great pride in uh, doing many or going forward, doing many events with them as well. So great lineup. That's great. Uh, Mallory made a name for herself just yesterday by sounding the alarm on a uh, what is being called a Green New Deal bill and uh, was able to mobilize um, grassroots conservatives all across Georgia. And I, I heard uh, Senator Colton Moore and uh, Mallory, I believe, speak before the end of the day about how the effect that had on the uh, floor of the Senate. So pretty, pretty fascinating. Yeah, she she's a great lady. Um, we really admire her and respect her and and uh, we'll be working right alongside of them. So uh, tell us about how the event will be uh, will be held. Um, are there different ways of attending? Are there different uh, different types of sub events uh, during the main event on the 27th? Yeah, so we're going to have a meet and greet with Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's going to be a VIP event. Uh, you can uh, visit the QR code that uh, was up on the screen a moment ago to actually see all of the uh, the variations of different tickets that you can purchase. Uh, but if you uh, join uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene in the VIP uh, event, you're going to get some uh, personal FaceTime, personal pictures, uh, book uh, signings. 
Um, and then the, we're also, also going to have another variation of that where we're going to have a more of a, a, a wide scale, uh, large room scenario with the with all of the speakers as well uh, after our VIP event with her. Right. And the VIP is going to be really special. As Byron mentioned, it's going to be up close and personal with Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. And um, it will be a roundtable discussion and there'll be open, it'll be open mic. So you can ask anything, um, opportunities for a picture. As Byron talked about her book, she plans on uh, bringing uh, her book with her and uh, great food and uh, a bar for that, of course. So looking forward to that. And then right after that event, everyone will flow into the main event where we'll have probably 150 to 250 people. And um, that will be more of a hear the speakers. So it will not be as personal. So we do urge everyone to come out for the VIP if you really wanna sit down and talk to Marjorie Taylor Greene and some of the other uh, individuals that'll be in there. What's interesting is over the past months, um, for one reason or another, some uh, legislators have almost shied away from sort of that open dialogue scenario. We've, we've seen cases where uh, some of the legislators here, even here in Georgia, have preferred to have um, uh, sort of pre prearranged questions and other things. It's fascinating that Marjorie would attend and the rest of the, the guests would attend and be willing to have an open discussion. I think that's that sets the stage sort of for what you were describing. This is all about getting people really in touch with, um, you know, with their representatives and and others that are influencers in the community, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, we have we have plans to bring in another congress uh, congressman and congress ladies uh, as well in the in the near future. Hopefully, we we can get some uh, senators. Uh, you know, from around the country and so forth. So we have big plans to get, uh, you know, get some big names here with our group and, um, you know, get people out, get them motivated to get out and vote. You mentioned, you, you described this as uh, an inaugural event. Um, do you expect to hold more of these types of events this year? Is that right? A thousand percent. Uh, you know, I don't know that we're, we'll do it uh, on a monthly basis, but uh, certainly probably on a bi-monthly basis at a minimum. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is an election year. It's a very, very important year. Uh, we're going to work very, very hard to get people motivated to get out and vote, get out and vote for, uh, you know, for the Republicans, uh, and, uh, and, and vote for the conservative values. Right. I think, I think what we're seeing, um, and what we heard, uh, in the last couple of weeks is, you know, folks, their wishes, if you will, the wishes of various groups are in many cases really not that far apart. And we're hearing cases where folks that would have called themselves a member of one party or another um, are finding commonality. They're looking at, at what the needs are of their families, of, uh, of the country itself. And, and they're finding reasons to kind of come together and, and, and reach out and kind of understand one another. So this sounds like this would be, you know, sort of a great event for, for that kind of a dynamic. It, it definitely will be an audience that is not something that Byron and I have been privileged to have. And we're super excited. That is our goal is to make sure that we're focused on faith, family, culture, history, which inevitably leads to the vote, voting for what's important to the family. As you mentioned, Bill, uh, all of these families have the same desire, safety in the schools, safety in their neighborhoods, conservative values. And mm -hmm. we want to be that platform 
where they can come and hear the truth and be able to trust the truth, trust what they hear. And that way they'll be more um, likely to vote in that what conservative way. Right. And it is interesting that, you know, even um, folks from cultures that are perhaps uh, more recent to the United States, but, but that have gone through the process to actually become citizens, um, often their family remembers where they came from and uh, they, they value even more strongly the opportunities that, uh, you know, that the country uh, has presented and want those to stay right in place. So that they and, and their kids and just like the rest of us, they want their kids and grandkids and everybody else to enjoy the country that we grew up in and uh, and, and even better, hopefully. Well, and, uh, one thing that I was just going to mention also, uh, you'll you might see it on our flyer is a portion of the proceeds from this uh, event are going to go to the uh, Forsyth County Sheriff's Heroes. Um, the Heroes are a uh, it's an organization. I actually serve on the board of this organization. But we are uh, we're getting uh, we are collecting money uh, to buy things like uh, dogs uh, for the sheriff's office, uh, bulletproof vests, um, you know, and uh, different uh, different projects that are not necessarily funded by the county government. So uh, it's a great organization. Uh, you'll be able to come out. Uh, we'll, we should have the sheriff out. He's going to come out and talk about that uh, at at the event as well. So uh, so actually be able to contribute or or to a portion will contribute directly to some of the things that, that folks want safety, you know, security in their neighborhoods and homes and so forth. That's great. Absolutely. And we, and we feel also, Bill, we also feel that it's important for um, the different nationalities that will be joining us, the, the American Hindu uh, coalition that they know who the sheriff is. And many of them are coming, like I mentioned from DC or some are coming from other counties, some are coming from other states actually. But our sheriff is uh, Sheriff Ron Freeman and he is a great representation of what a conservative sheriff is all about. And so he will be uh, a great speaker that night also. That's great. Well, where can people get more information on uh, the organization first uh, and, and the event? So uh, you can go to our website. It's uh, Ralph, G-A, R-A-L-F-G-A.org. And uh, there'll be some information there about the uh, upcoming event. Um, and uh, you can also follow the QR code here on Eventbrite. That's great. That's great. Well, thank you. We, we're looking forward to hearing how the event uh, comes comes out. Uh, sure sounds like it's going to be a pretty exciting night. And uh, we'll look forward to the next time we get get a chance to catch up. Thank you. Sounds thank, good. Thank, thank you, Bill. Bill. Great new organization. Sounds exciting. Oh, I adore those guys. Stacy's yep. just one of my faves. So um, we're all aware that, you know, these are uncertain times. There's uh, every time we turn around, there seems to be another story about potential illness, potential, you know, new pandemic. If we listen to the likes of uh, Klaus Schwab and others, you know, it's only a matter of time. So we're lucky enough to have the wellness company bringing out um, their emergency medical kit that can handle of the needs of individuals uh, when traditional sources of, uh, of medications may not be available. So uh, it includes many of the things that uh, folks had trouble getting before, ivermectin and other things. 
But they put this together very carefully so that it can uh, treat a broad spectrum of conditions. And uh, with every kit, you get a uh, call from uh, with a uh, uh, an actual physician. So to make sure that you're getting the kit that's appropriate for you. You should get one for every adult and probably every person in your family to make sure that you have this available. Just go to www.twc.health forward slash CDM and use promo code CDM and you'll get 10% off each kit that you uh, that you secure. So once again, twc.health forward slash CDM and use promo code CDM. Mallory, we're, we're coming down to the last couple of minutes. Um, what what does the Georgia Freedom Caucus have on its radar for the next week or 10 days? Well, we'd like to get some of our great legislation uh, passed um, <laughs> through. Uh, some of the, the good things, we've been putting out fires left and right with all the 2A infringing, First Amendment infringing um, pieces of legislation our Republicans are carrying. Um, but um, we really would like um, to see Colton's bill, my last newsletter, I highlighted a bill, a resolution actually that he's putting forward. We need some signers on um, urging the governor to declare a state of invasion here in Georgia and mm -hmm. to not just obviously assist Texas, but to take care of us here at home. Yep. You've, you've got a Substack that you publish for folks here. Well, theoretically, anybody could read it, but it's specifically targeted for here in Georgia. Why don't you make sure folks know how to reach that yeah. so they can read everything that you're putting out? Yeah, thank you. It's Mallory Staples at Substack.com or MallorySaples.com, I think is it Substack. Can't think of the exact address. But anyway, if you put my name in on Substack, it will my Substack will come up. And my last one is titled Kemp, the, which is uh, the governor here in Georgia. And it just outlines this resolution outlines constitutionally uh, the grounds that he has to do that. Very similar to the state of emergency that he declared during COVID. Yep. Um, and we, we need him to do that, to take action, to protect the citizens here in Georgia from what's happening with the drug cartels and the drugs and the violence, yep. you know, you were just, they were talking about safety needs to be addressed. Yep. That's great. All right. Thank you so much for being here and guest hosting. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you with us every time, Mallory. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and, and for our viewers, we will see you next time on the Georgia 2024 show.